When we are met, or you are met in times of uncertainty, with those kind of times, how do you respond? How do you respond in times of uncertainty in life? It might be uncertainty because of the economy. It could be uncertainty because of, well, you graduates, maybe take the next certain step in life. It could be uncertainty with job. Or it could be something that the Lord is asking of you, and you're just not sure what will take place in the future, how it will go. How do you approach those times? Do we have fears? Are there, do we approach them with fears, anxieties, and trying to control them, trying to know, trying to have them go as the way we want them to go? Or do we leave them up to the Lord? Or do we leave them up to the Lord and, and knowing that he loves and that he does what's best for us? These apostles were in a similar boat the ascension. They're asking Jesus in this first reading to establish a kingdom for them. Are you going to restore that kingdom that we once had? The kingdom that we had with David, our father. In other words, are you going to restore political power to us so we can rule over all the nations? And then Jesus says, it is not for you to know the times or seasons that the Father has established by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, throughout Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And as he said that, he was lifted up into heaven, body and soul. I don't know about you, but if I was the apostle at that time, hearing that from Jesus, I'd be like, what are you talking about, Lord? What do you mean here? I have no idea what you're talking about. But yet you go away from us. What's up with that? Why? What's going on here? And then, but yet we see here, if you read after this Acts the Apostles reading, we see the apostles went to pray. The apostles went to pray, and what happened is that the Holy Spirit came down upon them so a week, a few days later, a week and a half later, and the church was, was born through that Holy Spirit. The kingdom of God had begun here on earth. Already, but not yet. And what's beautiful is that Jesus was, in, was informing them, saying, you will help this out. You will help me Establish my kingdom, not in the way you, you think it is, but you will help get, bring souls to me, bringing them to heaven, if you be my witnesses, if you do what I ask of you. You will be the ones who will be able to establish this kingdom, bringing many souls to me, bringing people to me, Experiencing my joy, the joy that comes from being in union with me. That's what we're all called to do. And that's why I love this gospel passage because it says, he says, go therefore make disciples of all nations, 
baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I've commanded you. He doesn't leave us abandoned either. He says, I am with you always unto the end of the age. I'm with you when you go through times of uncertainty. I'm with you when you, when you step up and you explain the faith to people, explain the truth to people. I'm with you when you invite people to come to Mass to witness, and you witness God's, my love, God's love to people. I'm with you. Even if you should be rejected, we should be rejected, tortured, God is still with us in that mission. That mission can bring us times of uncertainty, but yet God is with us. Yet Jesus is God and God is love. I want to tell you the story about St. Isaac Jogues, St. John de Bebrouf, and their companions who are actually patrons of my priestly fraternity I'm a part of, the Companions of Christ. They are the ones who brought the, the, the gospel into the new world. They're back, they live back in the 1600s. And they arrived in, they arrived in uh, Quebec from France. They went across the sea to Quebec and brought the, the gospel message to the Huron Indians, Huron Native Americans in the new world. And yet they were met with, well, they were not met with acceptance but they're met with hatred and they're met with torture. And so they're captured and they were hated and they were, well, if you want to look into the details of how they're tortured, I'll let you do that because it's rather gruesome. <laughs> but yet they did that. Going into a time of uncertainty, a place of uncertainty, where they're going to stay, what they're going to eat, how they're going to live in this new world, what's going to take place, they had no idea. Yet they heard the call from Jesus to go to the people of the new world, to go and spread the gospel. And yet, after they were tortured, they were captured, they actually were able to escape, and they went back to France. But yet, they didn't, and they were met with honor there. But yet, they did not stay there. They did not stay there. They were not putting up their feet on the couch and just sitting back, relaxing, saying, oh, Lord, I've done all I can. I've done my part. No. They went back to the new world again, knowing that they'd probably go, get into the same kind of torture that they had been in, and they spread the gospel there. St. John de Babouf was able to write a catechism, the catechism in Huron language, And they were able to then convert 7,000 people to the faith, bringing the faith into the new world and bringing Jesus into the hearts of the people in the new world. And then, of course, they're martyred. They they gave up their lives for Jesus. If we reflect upon their lives, they had times of uncertainty they had times of not sure, not being sure what was going to take place. But yet they did it in faith, knowing that God loves them. And that God knew what was best for them. And the best for his world, for his kingdom. So it comes and they turn to God in prayer. 
So it comes now to us. What will we do when we come across times of uncertainty? You and I are both called to be witnesses of the gospel in the world. You and I are both are called to be the light in the midst of our darkness, the darkness of our world. I can guarantee you there'll be times and places that the Lord will bring you that you're not prepared for, and that's okay. Because God, through the Holy Spirit, will speak through you, will act through you. We just have to have faith and trust that God knows what's best for us. He knows what's best, and he loves us. So I'm going to end my homily with reading a little prayer composed by Blessed Charles de Foucault. And it's this, it goes like this. Father, I abandon myself into your hands. Do with me what you will. Whatever you may do, I thank you. I am ready for all, I accept all. Let only your will be done in me and in all your creatures. I wish no more than this, O Lord. Into your hands I commend my soul. I offer it to you with all the love of my, of my heart. For I love you, Lord, and so need to give myself. To surrender myself into your hands with, without reserve and with boundless confidence. For you are my Father. Thank you.